Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Don't you feel like we're getting closer to some justice and the truth with the Biden family well, corruption scandal? A whole lot more than I did yesterday at this time, yes. Because yeah. you always wonder, is anything going to come of any of this? But you have the better feeling today than you did yesterday or a couple of days ago that something's going to happen. I honestly just thought Hunter was going to waltz in there. They were going to make the plea thing. It was going to be over and off you go. But I never even thought that the rest of the investigations then would be shut down to the foreign dealings. Mm -hmm. But apparently that's what was on the table, and we were learning this as it was happening yesterday and then watching the coverage this morning. So, say, ABC, Good Morning America, and, you know, you had Terry Moran on the story again, and he's trying to explain it. Federal Judge Mary Ellen Noriega picked apart their unusual deal, and she blew it up. Yeah. This morning, for the first time, we are seeing the details of the deal Hunter Biden struck with prosecutors before it collapsed in court. In court documents obtained by Politico and a source with direct knowledge confirming their authenticity with ABC News. Okay. Prosecutors promised the president's son legal immunity for any other crimes that might be covered by information uncovered by the investigation, including lavish spending and various business deals. So the prosecutors had agreed to that ahead of time. Yeah. And so, you know, we were talking about it yesterday as all this news was breaking. And I, I said, yeah, I was under the impression that that was what the deal was. And then I guess the prosecutors got caught not expecting the judge to have read what the agreement was. And right. where they buried this was in what paragraph 15 of what's called a pretrial diversion. And that was for the gun charge. And so they buried it there not actually in the plea agreement itself. But they said, and you, you could read it, it's plain English, that basically says, no, we're not going to prosecute you for anything that we have mentioned here, which presumably would cover any, any other financial transactions or representations of foreign nations without letting the feds know. Okay, so my guess is most people in America, following this a little bit, are thinking in my they're thinking to themselves wouldn't the prosecutor why would the prosecutors agree to that why would they that makes no sense until you get to this part of the story hunter biden's lawyers had reached the deal with the u.s attorney for delaware david weiss oh there yeah. we go so that's what happened that's how they come to that part of the deal all right okay and so you get into you know you know, all the different parts of, you know, where does this go next? And I remember yesterday we played a piece of audio from, well, ABC's legal expert, Dan Abrams, if you remember. Um, 
and he was kind of backtracking a little today saying, well, <laughs> yeah, no one saw this coming, but anything's possible with Hunter because of the scrutiny. Dan Abrams and Dan, what a stunner this was. It seems like no one saw it coming. Uh, no, I mean, look, plea deals do fall apart on occasion. It's rare, but they do, just not usually for this kind of reason, where it seems like the prosecution and the defense both had not put in the language properly and had not even reached a formal agreement on a critical term in there. But remember, yesterday morning I said to you, when it comes to Hunter Biden, anything can happen. And I think that's exactly what happened here is that the level of scrutiny. I'm thinking, isn't that yeah. somewhat of a different take than the information we just got from the guy on before him? Well, I, I'm kind of surprised here to hear Terry Moran from the uh, beginning of the clip say an unusual plea deal. No, 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 no. All of you people in the media said this was actually pretty harsh, right. but normal. Not not any sort of sweetheart deal. Come on, right. you rubes. Let the experts tell you. Meanwhile, morons on the radio like us are like, that seems like a sweetheart deal to me. Yeah, because you can see all the other people, same stuff. They go to jail. Yeah, or okay. get fined heavily. Yes. So then you had also ABC's Pierre Thomas. To me, this is just blatantly running cover for the Biden. See what you think. One of the things that uh, his defense attorneys have made the point of, look, they've been investigating this man for half a decade, half a decade. And if they had a more serious charge, you would think by now they would have brought it. But clearly, there's still something open in it they're looking into. But that's about words. Do you understand how the Department of Justice has tried to block all of this? Do you? Yeah. You hack? You follow the news, bro? You, you hear <laughs> yeah. about, I don't know, a couple of whistleblowers from the IRS? Speaking to that exact point last week in Congress? Yes. Okay. And on that, okay, remember we talked about this because we're looking at Good Morning America and the Today Show. Where was the news of the whistleblowers? Doesn't seem like there's anything there. All of a sudden, NBC and the Today Show, Hallie Jackson, she brings up the whistleblowers and also wants to tell us that this story isn't going anywhere. Like they've been covering it. It's almost maddening. I'm glad they're saying it, but listen to this clip. The, the bottom line is it is not going away. You have the lead prosecutor in this case already offering to testify publicly in front of members of Congress in the fall. That's David Weiss. And keep in mind on these allegations of politicization, that's what we heard from those IRS whistleblowers who came forward and testified in front of Congress. The attorney general has defended his department. That's what we heard, but you didn't put it on the Today Show. <laughs> right. Department's actions uh, pushed back on these allegations. That's a piece of this as well. The bottom line is this politically, Savannah. Um, after yesterday, I think there was a hope for from those close to the President Biden that this would at least be the start of the end of the discussion mm. around Hunter Biden's legal issues. It is clearly not that. We're going to continue to be talking about this because it's going to continue to be news now for months. For months. Mm -hmm. Do they know something we don't know? Yeah. Because going back to ABC and their legal expert, Dan Abrams, he expects this to all get worked out. They'll huh? be able to work something out. They will figure out exactly what the scope of the immunity is, what is exactly the conduct, what exactly is the timing uh, that is covered here. I think they'll get a little more specific on the language with regard to the gun charge, which, remember, isn't technically a plea, which is just an agreement not to prosecute. And I think that they're going to figure that out and come and bring it back to the judge. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen? I'll start with you, Scott. See, I'm. Uh, there's a side of me that says nothing. Yeah. There's also another side of me that says, well, 
there's a lot that could happen now. The door's been opened. We're going to learn a lot about a lot of things. There's going to be some squirming going on, but it's going to be high theater, and it's going to be a lot of fun to follow. I don't know how plugged in Hallie Jackson from NBC is. Oh, I don't either. But it almost seemed like a tell. Like, okay, now this story is present, and it's going to be followed for months. What do you think, David? Here we go. I don't know how long it's going to last, but Hallie Jackson may be right, and I only say that because I think everybody knew Everybody involved, the prosecutors, the defense attorneys, I think they knew what they had agreed to. They understood that most people would never really look into it. They they had everybody saying, well, this was not really a sweetheart deal, yada, 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 who cares? Hunter Biden goes in, please, uh, and, and leaves. Mm-hmm. But because of those IRS whistleblowers out there and a judge who actually read the filing, mm-hmm. I, I think they got caught. And now they are going to have to maybe do something even more dramatic to really show that all of this is above board. So maybe it will drag on for months and months. It might. Because they've been caught. Wow. That's, yeah. that's the truth. But, they got caught. The other thing, it's going to get worse because you're going to have Hunter's buddy testifying next week that yeah. Joe was absolutely involved. And that's the biggest part of the deal. It has nothing to do with Hunter smoking crack and sleeping prostitutes and whatever else it has to do with the business dealings with china ukraine other countries and our sitting president being compromised that's what it's about yeah, hallmark pulled their sweetheart deal cards off the shelves immediately after <laughs> oh, that's too bad yeah. yeah dear prosecutor thank you your friend hunter <laughs> it's the new sweetheart deal line from hallmark Meanwhile, uh, then Trump is also in the news with his lawyers. Yeah, well, apparently uh, they are expecting an indictment to come down um, related to the 2020 election. And so uh, his lawyers met with the special counsel's office, and the word is that they are expecting it now, like, any day now. Okay. And that was the big news for a while, but it seems like legacy media felt like they had to cover the— Hunter Biden thing. So, okay, more on that a little bit later. Something else was going on yesterday. You had testimony about UFOs. Yeah. Well, the House held a big hearing on UFOs uh, featuring former Air Force intelligence officer David Grush, who was tasked with looking at classified operations into, they call them UAPs. I think that sounds stupid. Uh, UFOs, aliens. Mm -hmm. And he said a whole lot of things and was asked about a crashed ship that was recovered. Okay. Real quick. How crazy is it that this was going on yesterday, along with the Hunter Biden stuff, and <laughs> and the hearing with Mayorkas about the crisis at the border? Yeah, yeah. And all I could think was, for the people that do believe we're living in a simulation, uh, their theory was just strengthened. Because we have illegal aliens pouring through. There's a hearing about real aliens, and no one seems to care. <laughs> There's an alien cadaver. That, well, that's <laughs> what they crap, said. Man. You have the clip, yeah. David. Uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. 
Well, what? Holy smokes, Daddy O! I want to say this part, and I'm again. I want to be all in on this. I really do. Well, but, yeah, it's set up on a T for you. But non-human is a pretty broad term, and I mean, like you look at the Soviet space program where they're throwing dogs and monkeys and whatnot into space. And if this okay. is actually the result of a foreign hostile power doing testing or something went awry or maybe even our own government, it really yeah. wouldn't be all that much of a stretch to say, yeah, we threw a chimp in there. Non-human doesn't necessarily mean alien, although that is obviously the implication. Well, wouldn't you say that? It was an animal cadaver? Or... Well, who knows, man? I mean... It just said it wasn't You're human. You're just throwing that out there like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not human. How, right. What am I supposed to think? Well, maybe they're trying to cover for something else. Could be our government. You don't know. Fauci could have put the beagles up there. Well, maybe Martians <laughs> are, are nothing but flying dogs. It was actually a <laughs> pangolin from a Chinese wet market. Of course. <laughs> By the way, and I saw a whole piece on that today about the cover-up with COVID and the origins. And I'm like, we got so much stuff today, we're going to have to do that another day. And most of it we already know anyway. Yeah. It's just yeah. people are coming to terms with that. And you love this story, David, about Florida's history curriculum. Yeah. Well, liberals have been relentlessly attacking the state of Florida and Ron DeSantis over history curriculum. And there's one portion of it that points out, and this is true, that in some cases, slaves were able to utilize the skills they learned to benefit themselves. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that slavery was a good thing, but that's what the left not. has claimed uh, yes. that Florida is teaching middle schoolers or is soon to be teaching middle schoolers. Well, uh, this has been pointed out now. Remember a while back when Florida rejected the AP African American Studies course because it was filled with Marxist ideology and not history? Oh, freaked out. Yeah, Florida was called racist for that. Well, it includes yes. the following, which is listed as essential knowledge. In addition to agricultural work, enslaved people learned specialized trades and worked as painters, carpenters, tailors, musicians, and healers in the North and South. Once free, Ameri or African Americans used these uh, skills to provide for themselves and others. Well, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, really. It's almost like there may have been an opportunity for people to utilize those skills. Jeez. And that's exactly what it said, and the one they're saying is racist now. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. Jeez. Okay, so much to get to today. Um, keeping Well, updates are coming in, and then so many American cities are struggling. Seattle, you won't believe this story next. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Through it all, Hunter Biden appeared visibly agitated. His future hanging in the balance. Yes. Good. I bet Hunter was agitated yesterday. Good. I hope he is. I hope he's miserable. Uh, more on right that. Uh, yes. More on that a little bit later. I mentioned Seattle. And I guess retail theft is a big deal, especially because it's done in, like, gangs, organized. You have different people at different areas mm -hmm. all working together to steal a bunch of stuff. And then it ends up, well, in the second market. Could be online somewhere else or just shipped overseas. Right. It's pretty wild, man. So I see this story. The Christian Science Monitor had published a story talking about how shops and stores all over Seattle feel like they're under constant attack from the organized retail theft rings because of this massive underground supply chain. So the way it works, apparently, 
is there are fences and boosters. Fences are like the managers. They look at the market, find out what buyers want. Okay? Fences then give a list to boosters. On that list are items for them to steal from stores. Well, wow. Once you steal the stuff, then the goods uh, go up and are sold. And sometimes, what was the one story? It was crazy. One of the things we learned, this is from someone reporting uh, on the story, was that a bottle of perfume may have been stolen in North Seattle, and within 24 hours, it's on a shipping container destined for sale overseas. In 2022, Seattle police spent 18,615 hours responding to organized retail crime calls. That is a year's worth of work for nine officers. Seattle police said due to staffing and resources, they cannot properly investigate retail theft organizations, investigate cases, or conduct in-study or in-custody interviews with suspects. And then, of course, people will bring up, why do they not have enough resources? Hmm. Well, I, I, I think that reimagining police might have something to do with that. Yes. Of course, that's not just Seattle. That's Portland. You that's know, Chicago. That's Baltimore. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We have supply chain issues. You can't get baby formula or prescription drugs, but you can ship perfume. No problem. Well, if you let one of these rings know that you want the goods, they can get it to you next day, probably, right. after they go but steal it. But we can't it. solve the supply chain. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I, we need a problem. We can't get your baby formula. Stolen perfume, no problem. Let's get bring, that to China right away. Bring that guy in to be the transportation secretary. Exactly. Everything will be yeah. running like a top, man. Heck yes, man. <laughs> Put that guy in charge. We got baby formula out the wazoo. Right. <laughs> Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, I can tell you that David Van Camp used to be in the world of news, even a news director, and he used to tell people under him, if you bring me a story with tips, uh, there's a chance you'd get fired. Yeah. Another word for tip is a hack, really. And I saw BuzzFeed put out some hot weather hacks, because a lot of people, you know, are dealing with the heat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. That if you put like a frozen water bottle, like a plastic water bottle, like three quarters full, okay, take it out of the freezer and then put that in front of the fan. More refreshing that way. You ever heard that before? No, but okay. So just say, just thought maybe there was something new in there. Give it a go. How All about right. to stay inside? A lot of news updates to get to next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. The Millennial David Van Camp. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, Jill Biden. What's Jill Biden doing in the news? Dude, this is kind of a crazy story, and it led me down a rabbit hole. So okay. just humor me. And if, if, if you get lost or you're like, this is crazy, just I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So right. Jill Biden's ex-husband, Bill Stevenson, claims that Joe Biden completely railroaded him during and after the divorce with Jill. Well, so okay. when they were getting divorced, Joe Biden wound up using his old law firm to try to squeeze every penny out of him. Uh, it, it, that, in that case, it didn't work. But then after the fact, he says that one of Joe's brothers threatened him when they wanted to get a house from him for Jill. And when he didn't, he ran into a little problem. And here's what he said on Newsmax. Okay. Here is where the problem was. Frankie Biden of the Biden crime family comes up to me and he goes, Give her the house or you're going to have 
serious problems. I looked at Frankie and I said, what are you threatening me? And uh, needless to say, about two months later, my brother and I were indicted for that tax charge for $8,200. You think that he... Whoa, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently he missed out on $8,000 in taxes. And his point was he was running a massive sports bar at the time that he said the tax receipts had been like $30 million by that time. And they were nickel and diamond me over eight grand that, that didn't get carried over. Wow. <laughs> okay, refresh my memory because this is the way I remember it. And this could be wrong. When the heat was getting turned up in the Democratic primary 2019, early 2020, yeah, there was word that, it, well, hey, I mean, Jill Biden was married when she started hooking up with Joe. Yeah. And he was not a great guy. That's when there were, you know, Democratic operatives going mm -hmm. at Joe instead of defending him. So they have somewhat of a history, right? Yeah, they do. We just didn't know this part. Didn't know this part, no. Wow. Okay, goes on. You think that he essentially ordered this get bill stevenson i not only think it i know it i couldn't believe it that i could be indicted for eight thousand dollars now here's the tragedy my brother pleaded guilty it broke us up forever it's just within the last month that we're talking again it broke my heart he pleaded guilty he took the fall and in the newspaper Judge Murray Schwartz turned around in the Wilmington News Journal and said, I sentenced the wrong brother. Wow. <laughs> man, oh, man, Daddy-O. So I, you know, hey now. I, I, I don't, uh, you know, again, this is just his claim uh, from something that happened, I guess, starting in 1982 with the tax stuff. Um, but something interesting, I went down a rabbit hole this morning when I was reading about this because I always thought, like, Okay, but how did how did the Bidens amass wealth early on? Because his dad apparently was really wealthy and then lost everything right around the time Joe Biden was born. Okay. So the New Yorker published an article a while back about this mm -hmm. because the Biden family does not want to talk about what granddad did. And part of it is because the implication is that he's mobbed up. Because one of the things that Joe Biden's dad did was they operated a, uh, uh, I forgot what they called it. It was essentially some sort of sealant for tombs that they did. But they were able to use that material and their process to get government contracts to seal up Navy ships and provide armor for Navy ships during World War II. Now, the problem that they ran into, uh, or at least I, not, not the problem, the, the shady part of it, is that even though there were price caps and wage caps in place to try to save the federal government money on contracts, okay. the Biden's dad and his business partners uh, counted extra overtime for workers so that they could make more money, and they wound up turning up a 48% profit on wow. what they were doing on using taxpayer dollars on this. Well, then that whole thing kind of went away, and Joe's dad then tried to go into another scheme with someone who was maybe a little bit shady as well, and that guy took all the money and ran. And that's how Joe Biden's dad wound up being middle-class Joe. That's amazing. It's fascinating. It is, man. No, I don't think that's too far down some, you know, rabbit trail. I think it's really interesting. Some Sopranos business, isn't it? Well... Who was it that broke it that 
and maybe Joe said this, I don't have the audio of it, but he has said before, nobody bleeps with a Biden. Yeah. And there's been, you know, he kind of likes to go along with the whole gangster vibe, and that's what he did in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he got the prosecutor fired. Yeah. I mean, he was bragging about it like, no, you're not getting the money, um, Ukraine, until you fire this guy that's investigating Burisma. Because Burisma wanted the favor from Joe. Hey, you got to get this prosecutor taken care of. That's how the story goes. And the fact that Joe is just not the smartest, so that's why he gets in front of a bunch of people and brags about I it. I said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. Yeah. Pretty gangstery. Absolutely. And then, you know, you've got the media out there right now with the whole Hunter Biden scandal that involves Joe. Well, it's just he loves his son. He was an addict. No, 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 no. It goes far deeper than that. You got to follow the trail. You got this money coming in from China. And we got, you know, balloons going across the United States (laughs) for days. Like, why are we not doing anything? They're getting all this intel. Oh, we're going to wait until it gets all the intel. And then once it gets over the Atlantic, then we'll take care of it. The dude's compromised. Is there a Paulie Biden somewhere we don't know about? Well, I, it, it was just kind of funny when he says uh, uh, Frankie Biden. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. they are yeah. mobbed up. They're mobbed <laughs> up. Yeah. Frankie Biden. And Joey. He's, yeah. He's referred to himself as Joey before. My dad said Joey. The train conductor called him Joey. That's right. Yeah. Yes. All right, it's that time of the show. Going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today. David, what's your story? We're we're going back to this. You know it's hot out there. Big heat wave happening, and there have been a few municipalities that have set uh, temperature records. Now, media never wants to point out that a lot of those records were set, in some cases, more than 100 years ago. And that we've really only had reliable data on temperature since, what, the 1880s or so? Yes. Maybe. And that's a stretch. But that's that's what the official records go. CNN seriously just published this again. This month is the planet's hottest on record by far and hottest in around 120,000 years, scientists say. (laughs) And it's going back to the same freaking research paper that also said clarification. These are not official stats. And we're really only going back to about 1970. The rest is educated guesswork. But CNN saw that one line that they loved, and they took it. It they is made the, it a headline and a story. You're right. This is the next COVID, man. This is They are going to be hammering this. Joe Biden's out there today talking about new policies requiring uh, water breaks for uh, workers who have to be working outside. Yeah. They're, they're, they are pressing this as hard as they possibly can. Okay, at the risk of sounding stupid, not a problem for me. Workers get water breaks, don't they? Is there somewhere where be like, no, you will yeah. work in the heat and there will be no water. What? Winners get water. <laughs> and you do I'm... not win until you work all 60 minutes of this hour. That's what I'm I'm wondering. How how <laughs> widespread of a problem is it? I'm sure there's some jackass boss or manager somewhere who isn't uh who isn't thinking about that stuff, maybe, but generally but that dude gets fired, man. Yeah, I mean, there are already 
OSHA regulations. There are already yes. all sorts of things that you can get in trouble for if you're not letting your employees. Th- again, th- this feels like window dressing in order to hype up the climate emergency yes. stuff. Well, of yeah, and they, they only go back, like you said, the 1970 on this stuff. Yeah. You go back further than that, of course, you come across it. I mean, I was watching uh, an old tape of Good Morning Jerusalem, and Peter gave the weather. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been sitting on these jokes all day? You got one after I know, another I, today, I'm, I'm on a bit of a roll today, yeah. You are, man. Yeah. All right, what's your story today? Uh, my story today is Chuck Norris has settled a lawsuit, which alleged that he owed, was owed more than $30 million in profits from his time as Walker, Texas Ranger. This was against CBS. They were supposed to have paid him 23% of any and all profits from the show. And uh, Chuck maintained, and his lawyers maintained, that he got screwed on the deal. Hmm. And uh, as it turns out, they didn't want to go to court against Chuck, and I can't say I blame him there. And as they know, Chuck Norris uh, has only been wrong once in his life, and he <laughs> thought he made a mistake when he was wrong, but he never has. So, Well, you know, Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't have to read either. He just stares at a book and it gives him all the information he needs. <laughs> Time waits for no man unless that man is Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well done, folks. Okay. We're just laughing, man. We got a million Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> um, I happen to see this story. I'm just going to go with a lighter note for today. Um, you know, if you think you're old because you're like, man, all the pop music sounds the same these days. It's true. Hmm. Does. Yes, I mean, yeah. you're the pop music guy. You were the yeah. DJ for year, decades. I'm a little Scott. out of touch these days, though. I understand. Um, well, the worthless piece of crap organization, The Atlantic, even had this story that said, actually, science backs this up. There's been an analysis of nearly half a million songs between 1955 and 2010, and then more research since then. And it has found out that the diversity of note combination has consistently diminished over time. Mm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, you've got AI involved and you have formulas and you know, you know, certain progressions are just ear candy to people yeah. and it's replicated over and over and over. They also found out that in 2014, Top 40 stations played the 10 biggest songs twice as much as they did the previous decade. And I, th- what was your rotation, Scott? Like uh, once every 90 top minutes? Top 10 every 90 minutes, yeah. So every hour and a half you had to repeat that thing. Yeah, same songs, yeah. You have a five-hour shift. You're playing that piece of crap three times? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. golly. Uh-huh. It's hard to get excited about sailing from Christopher Cross once you hit the third <laughs> time. <laughs> Well, only if you have no soul. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yes, it is more data-driven than ever. So, yeah, it's, it's harder and harder if you're a new artist or have something different. But you have another way to reach people now, too. That's true. All right. Bud Light laying off hundreds of U.S. workers? Really? Get to that in a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So in the House of Representatives, there's a hearing on uh, protecting women's sports again and uh, also featuring a uh, uh, detransitioner who's made a name for herself, Chloe Cole. Oh, yeah. She's been out there a lot talking about this very important issue. Uh, 
one of the people testifying is uh, is this woman named Paula Scanlon. We've talked about her before. She was a uh, pen swimmer who told the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh that the that Penn um, silenced any woman who had a problem with Leah Thomas, a dude, being in their changing room, in their locker room. I remember that whole Said, interview. You're just yeah. supposed to shut up and take it. Yep. Well, uh, Democrats are really getting a little squeamish on this entire issue, and uh, Representative Steve Cohen this is the guy who Ugh. brought in the... the the bucket of chicken to call Bill Barr a chicken. Had the yeah. you know, ceramic chicken there, too. <laughs> kind of, Clown car. Kind yeah. of adult. Um, yeah. And he accidentally proved the people who still have some sanity and say, no, men should be you know in locker rooms with men and women should be in locker rooms with women. It's not that complicated. He accidentally proved them right. This is amazing. Okay, roll it. I read Ms. Scanlon's testimony. I wasn't here to hear it, and I think Penn didn't deal with your situation like they could have and should have in putting up some type of different barriers in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the women's area of, of the locker room. But that's an either, another issue. Huh. Uh, but things should be dealt with in a different way. Maybe we could Transphobe! Have, maybe we could have things like walls and doors. Yeah, yeah, or maybe separate changing areas. <laughs> right, exactly. General. Yeah. They're like reverse engineering this whole thing yeah, now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or maybe just have common sense to right. say, no, that's a dude, and they can't compete with the women. Right. <laughs> Golly. But that is hilarious because he's going to get called out for that from the crazy left. Oh, probably. Because you got to be all in. It's got to be, you know, dong out in the locker room for everybody. No women, you just got to deal with it. Jeez. What it says on the door. <laughs> dong out. <laughs> and dong. Markley Van Camp and Robin's line of t-shirts. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be a hot seller. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of... <laughs> uh, somebody uh, with uh, the tackle, as David would say, yeah. uh-huh. that ruined America's number one beer... Yeah. I don't know if you heard this story. Bud Light, uh, this brewer, has laid off hundreds of workers in the United States. Yeah. And here's the thing. You knew this was going to happen, and I know we'll all say it. You feel bad for a lot of people no, that do. worked there and has yeah. worked there for years. Had nothing that didn't to do with any of this. No. Any of it. Weren't for it to begin with, but don't make those decisions, and now you've got to pay for it. Yeah. And we've got another corporate statement from Anheuser-Busch. Can they hire someone that doesn't speak this nonsense corporate gibberish? Yeah. Okay. So, again, they said, well, the cuts here, you know, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get laid off. Uh, (laughs) But while we never take these decisions lightly, we want to ensure that our organization continues to be set for future long-term success. These corporate structure changes will enable our teams to focus on what we do best, brewing great beer for everyone. Okay. Really? You still don't get it? (laughs) No, you still don't get it? Of course not. But I don't think they can apologize. No, I don't either. What they really need to do, because then the ESG score goes down. Mm -hmm. And that's why all of this happens to begin with, isn't it? No, absolutely that's why. It's and these companies take the, take the hit because of the, that score. Yes. They'll do it. Yes. They're doing it. Yes. 
And for the rest of us, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Wonder if they're going to buy any of those T-shirts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, know. this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, Joe Biden is out talking about the climate emergency today. Because you know it's hot in the summer. I don't know if you realize <laughs> that. but mm. Crazy, huh? Mm. Yeah. So he's doing an event about confronting the climate crisis. Bah! And uh, decided to do a little bit of talking about how great wind energy is. And it's, uh, it's funny because he brought in the uh, liberal mayor of San Antonio, Ron Nuremberg. Oh. Who you'll hear in this clip kind of bail the president out. Oh, I can't wait. Roll it. Most people don't realize that Texas is one of the states that has the most significant. Its energy is most significantly supplied by wind and solar in Texas, in Texas. And I know there's some in your state who want to turn that around, but it's working and it's moving in a big way and it's cheaper. It's cheaper. And it saved our necks in the seat wave, too, by the way. Well, I think so, for real. Yeah. Let's, let's get back on track here, Joe. Come on. Jeez. That was, a, that was a good save there. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> he got his instructions. Hey, yeah. He starts to flounder, man. You got to be there. Yeah. I mean, listen, Nuremberg, I didn't vote for him, but, you know, he's got he's got a good set of pipes. Yeah, he come in there. And it saved Joe. our neck, didn't it? Golly. <laughs> just started to meander around again. <laughs> you could see this coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the whole thing about climate change for weeks. Thing is, there isn't really much movement in the state of Texas to remove wind energy from the equation. It's just saying, hey, we can't dump fossil fuels immediately. <laughs> That's the pushback. I mean, Biden lied his ass off there. Well, yeah, but he wants to project to the rest of the country and I suppose the world. See, Texas, it works. We, we need to do it everywhere. Well, it doesn't work everywhere. It's pretty well documented if you followed it. No, no, don't let that get in the way. Man. And, and no questions about Hunter. He loves his son, okay? Um, well, okay, maybe we're not going to say anymore he didn't discuss business dealings, but he wasn't in business with Hunter. Mm-hmm. That certainly changed this week. See, Biden needs one of those people every time. He's a closer. <laughs> he gets to the ninth inning, loads of bases, nobody out. He needs somebody to come in there and take care of the inning. Get out of it. So he needs like a John Kirby for Kareem Jean-Pierre. Yes. Got it. He, see, the like, heat yes. gets turned up, and all of a sudden, he's yeah. floundering in help. Here comes Josh Hader out of the bullpen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Except sometimes he doesn't start strong. Remember when he says, and there's Dr. Pepper, and he well, boots the name right out. That's why you need a middle guy, gate. too. You need to hand the ball, too. <laughs> let's just, let's there's just no work. baseball analogy that's going to work, Scott. Just okay. Like, well, well, he's blowing up early. Listen, he, he can just be the retired, grizzled veteran who comes out to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. Okay. Yeah, just put him out to pasture already. Of course, the big story has been this plea deal that imploded with Hunter Biden because apparently the prosecutors had made a deal 
with Hunter's lawyer saying, yep, it's all going to go away. Just plead this out. Yep. And then all of a sudden it changed. Yeah, it, it it's actually pretty remarkable because it does look like the prosecutors going after Hunter Biden actually did tell them that they would not be prosecuting anything in writing. They, they, <laughs> so, uh, you know, but they changed their mind. Well, for some reason, because the judge called him out on it. Yeah. The judge said, hey, wait a minute. So so here's how it worked. Basically, you know, what we were told initially was there was a disagreement about whether or not the feds would still be able to prosecute Hunter for other crimes in this investigation. The judge wanted that clarified. And the government then came back and said, well, we can still prosecute him since the investigation is ongoing. So Sol Weisenberg, a lawyer and a Fox News contributor, got his hands on the actual agreement. Mm-hmm. And pointed out that actually Hunter Biden's lawyers were right yesterday. The government did actually agree to give him broad immunity from other crimes related to the investigation. It was buried in the text that was related to the dropping of the felony gun charge. Somebody's blasting. <laughs> Some- blasting tunes from the studio over <laughs> there's insanity in my head right now i think slipknot's playing lunch <laughs> that was driver's seat from sniffing the tears well, you could tell that i could tell yeah i could good hear ears it. on that one yeah all of a sudden like, I just heard... it's like somebody got some new speakers was testing them out or something what was going on <laughs> but with the hunter thing this was crack up to me the david chalen guy Challion, on cnn yeah however you say his name um, he's like the creepier version of the masturbator from that place. <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin. Yes. Yeah, he's like the squattier version. Very much so. Yeah. Okay, so they bring him in to break it down on CNN, this whole Hunter Biden thing. Okay. <laughs> Listen to this guy carry the water. This is hilarious. Roll it out. Go ahead. Yeah, the fact that um, if indeed the result out of court today is there's clear understanding on both sides that there is ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden, that fits beautifully into the Republican frame. You have to understand, you noted Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, talking, the laying the groundwork for an impeachment inquiry, which goes back to these issues as well, because the whole impeachment inquiry that he wants to set up here is about Biden's business dealings, Hunter Biden's business dealings, and if indeed Joe Biden in any way uh, as vice president uh, may have interfered in some way or exerted influence for the benefit of his son or his family. Okay, at least he's saying that part. Yeah. They were hesitant before, but... They haven't produced any evidence that that is uh, the situation yet. Uh, That's not true. There is evidence. There absolutely is evidence. What the hell is this guy (laughs) talking? Do any of these people actually watch the news? No, they watch other things. All right. On their laptop. (laughs) Hello. And he says this. But now add in ongoing investigation to Hunter Biden, and it allows them to portray a picture entering into the campaign season to start chipping away at Joe Biden's character. That's the entire sort of premise here. That's the goal of what they want to do. They want to muddy up Joe Biden in the minds of voters ahead of the reelection. Are you kidding? I... (laughs) I mean, the guy's a clown, okay? I'm sorry. I don't mean to just, like, speak badly about people. He may be a great guy. His mother, I'm sure, loves him. Whatever. He's terrible at his job. Right. Along with putting out the creepy vibes. Right. And you know what? You go back in history, this freaking clown. Remember what he said after the inauguration? Because if you don't remember, it was so cringeworthy that yeah. it's probably worth playing again. I remember, I remember it. It's, it's amazing. 
Okay. This was after the inauguration. Yeah, I yes. Okay. Okay, roll it. Those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, it, I look it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the uh. new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. The- Just quick game. Quick game. Okay. All right. And you got to pick one. You have to. That's the game. Okay. You either have that in your history that you said that on national TV or you got caught masturbating on a Zoom call. You got to pick one. Uh, I'm taking the Zoom call, honestly. Yeah, because people can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) The kind of clowns, man. Or me, that's something, dude. Because that's that's, that's not an accidental slip up on a Zoom call. That's masturbating on national television. Absolutely. That's that's what that guy You you penned that. You're like, I'm going to say something (laughs) profound. Even Kamala Harris looks at that and goes, dude. That's clearly more embarrassing. (laughs) And... The view of the Washington Monument is like Joe's nose as he bends down to sniff our shoulders. <laughs> He's Meanwhile, sniffing everyone's shoulders equally. <laughs> There's equity. Um, this teacher's union activist, this is something. Let's just change the conversation now. Oh, yeah. No, no need to talk about school closures, right? You know, and we need to move on, is what they say. Democrats highlighted a mom from Baton Rouge, is how they, they said it, uh, to talk about school funding. And they left out the part that the lady in question was previously a registered lobbyist for a couple of teachers' unions, and her kids were not actually in K-12 through oh. education at the height of the pandemic. Her kids are like three and one, or five and three now. So Okay. They were not in school. Um, this is Mary Patricia Ray, who said schools need more money and we don't need to blame anyone for learning loss. <sighs> Nothing is partisan about the notion you cannot do more with less. And no one disagrees our children need more. They need more qualified teachers, more evidence-based services, career and tech ed, behavior and mental health services. They don't need more fighting over whether protecting them from a virus and keeping them alive was the right decision three years ago. Oh. They need our action now. No, I'm optimistic that you will also yeah. speak for the least among us and fully the fund least. the needs of our oh children, spending your time focused on solutions rather than blame. Yeah, the first solution is to break up the teachers' unions. Yeah, yeah we're sorry, but we're still talking about that. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Let's talk about some of your other failures. Like, let's look at public schools in big cities and how they fail year after year after year and actually get worse. Mm-hmm. What's your answer to that? More funding? You've got to be kidding me. Look at how much money is spent per student in many big cities. It's more than enough money. There's not enough discipline. I mean, we can go through the whole list, but you don't want to have that conversation. you got billions of dollars. And you said it was because the infiltration is not safe. And no, you gobbled up the cash. You split it amongst yourselves. Take a hike. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Gee whiz. Okay. I don't know if you happen to see this. Women's soccer team, they tied the Netherlands. Yeah. What do you think of that? You're rooting against them. I'm not rooting against them. Yeah, you are. No. I'm, yes, you are. I'm not rooting for them. Robbins. You're 
wanting to see the Netherlands win. I didn't even know they were playing the Netherlands. We talked about it yesterday. I know, but I don't recall. I sit down and watch TV at Just night. own it. The you want to see I'm... them lose because they're ungrateful. Not all of them, but there is a select few, at least, on the soccer team that are not grateful to be yeah. Americans. My pal Megan. Yeah. Did you hear about Fox? Because they're carrying it. They sent reminders to watch. Yeah, they send did? It yes, they sent out reminders. Uh, the replies they got, probably not what they were hoping for. I hope not. We'll get to that. Coming up in a few. And the other Twitter killer has quite a problem. David, with that story, unbelievable. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Uh, more on this Hunter Biden plea deal that imploded. And what's going to happen next coming up? In just a bit, there was supposed to be another Twitter killer app. David, yeah. what's going on with this? Well, thing? I remember when Libs all freaked out because Elon Musk uh, uh, bought Twitter, and uh, I don't, uh, I don't know why, but liberals just freaking hate that guy, and so they all said, "We're going to find a different Twitter, and it's going to be great." They Ma- used to love Elon Musk. So Mastodon was one of those apps that was supposed to be one of the uh, Twitter killers. And a bunch of liberals said, this is where I'll be posting now because Twitter is dying. (laughs) Okay. Well, a new study from Stanford's Internet Observatory. uh, They they track uh, different content and content moderation issues on social media a lot. They talk about Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot. Uh, In just two days, all researchers found 112 instances of known uh, child sex abuse material. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Across 325,000 posts on the platform, uh, the first instance showing up just five minutes after after they started looking for it. The study says that the posting, the open posting of this material is disturbingly prevalent, and they've never seen anything like it. And now we know why a bunch of liberals went on to it. Wow. Never seen anything like it, except the old Twitter... Right. Under Weird Beard, as you called yeah. him, Scott yeah. Dorsey, because that was a huge problem, and they couldn't get it taken down. It was the craziest thing. Once it was alerted, hey, there's a bunch of child porn on Twitter. No one does anything yeah. for like years. It was insanity. Yeah, you make fun of Biden, you get banned for a month. <laughs> wow. Okay, so is this thing already done? Well, the problem with it is it's it's called a decentralized platform, so there are a bunch of different servers that are used, and a lot of times content moderation is down to, like, one guy who does it in his spare time. Wow. But they're, they're saying, well, there is a way to actually do this without having one central server location, and uh, they are not doing it. They don't care. Wow. By the way, nothing to do with the band, just so you know. Oh, Mastodon? No. No. Which is a great name for a band. The band Mastodon would never put up with this crap. Heck, no, they wouldn't. I wish they were like an acoustic air supply sounding band. I bet you do. With the name Mastodon. (laughs) No. You wish that about every band, don't you? They got got songs. Every band you like, yeah. uh, Such hits as Blood and Thunder. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) Okay, I got to move on to this story because I knew you would love this, Scott. Yeah, what you got? Okay, so people understand that Fox is carrying... 
the Women's World Cup, the soccer. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. And so they got to promote it. They put it out on Twitter. And, hey, love this. You know, the little heart to receive a reminder when the USA's playing. <laughs> and that didn't go over as well as they had probably hoped. Really? Yeah. Because some people were very upset. You know, you didn't have all the ladies on the team putting the hand over the heart for the national anthem. Of course not. You saw that. Yeah, it, of You course. were irritated. You nah, understand? It's just more of the same with this nonsense. So people started tweeting back, why should I watch anti-Americans play for America? Well, that's true. Why? When If they can't properly represent the country they represent, I'll pass. I get whatever you want on home turf, but if you're playing internationally as a U.S. team, you acknowledge the flag and anthem. Yeah. They don't deserve to be part of the team. Others. I'd rather watch paint dry. Yeah. If they hate the USA so much, why in the world would the USA support them? And all of a sudden, you're looking at things like you've heard from different friends at different times. I don't know if they ever understand that, that that's the reaction from people. Well, in their bubble, Wait, no. They don't, they never hear that. They get pats on the back for it. You take the knee and all of that crap. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, and this is, okay, by anybody that follows it, that was a big disappointment, the tie with Netherlands. But to see the coverage, like on the morning news shows, oh, come back. Great. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, It's like that patronizing, you did good. No, we sucked. Come back from one goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, exactly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today, David. And apparently some people, are, uh, uh, an epic comeback is scoring one goal. Yes. Yeah, when you're down one nothing, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's you know, I know you I know what you're thinking, Scott. It's a tie. <laughs> right. Which is dumb too, but yeah. If I don't care until you play till three o'clock in the morning, we're not gonna have a tie. Well, you know, there's a number of different ways you could do that for the overtime to make it exciting. Mm -hmm. I know, I know I'm not a soccer person. Fine. Okay. There's more to get to on all the Hunter Biden news with the plea deal imploding. And then, all right, who is the dope that said Republicans are attacking Joe Biden for loving his son too much? <laughs> it's that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, is Scott Robbins. So Republicans are mean, and they're yeah. attacking Joe Biden yeah. uh, for just loving his son too much. Yeah, uh, you know, and as we get more and more evidence that Joe Biden was directly involved in his son's foreign business deals and may have been actually kind of the point person for it, yep. Democrats and media types are getting more and more desperate to cover for him. Former Senator Claire McCaskill, who's now on the MSNBC payroll, says Republicans are just going after Joe for being too good of a dad. Okay. They are going to try to indict a father for loving his son who has been addicted to drugs and or alcohol. Oh, I think it has to do with all the business deals with yeah. China and Ukraine. And, and without evidence of the No, no, no. No, there's evidence. Yeah. It's Wake shameless. up. Do you watch anything other than MSNBC? You have to, right? And without evidence of Lie. the father doing anything other than loving that son. <laughs> There's no evidence. And believe me, if there was evidence, oh, Durham, who was left in place, as you pointed out, by President Biden, would have found it. John Durham wasn't investigating the Bidens. No. That was the guy who was investigating the origins of the uh, Trump-Russia conspiracy. Nothing to do with Joe Biden. <laughs> it's just nonsense. My goodness.
Well, she can't remember. She's about as old as Biden, isn't she? Um, I don't remember how old she is. Doesn't matter. She's just a shill. I don't. I don't imagine anyone's oh, taking no. her too serious anyway. She, she's a spring chicken. She's seventy. Oh, okay. All right. Seventies of the new eighty. Well. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Jeez. Well, dude, you know, Jonathan Turley played clips of him several times. George Washington University professor, legal expert, has talked about what happened yesterday is really what the Bidens feared most. Hmm. And I thought it made a whole lot of sense. This is a big problem because this was all supposed to be scripted. It was all supposed to be easy. And now it's off script and it's anything but easy because the judge just raised the one charge that the White House most fears, which is the chance that Hunter was a foreign agent. And if he was a foreign agent, the question is foreign agent for who and for what purpose? But Joe just loved him so much, even yeah. though he didn't register as a foreign agent. The president was that purpose. He, if you're influence peddling, it's influence over the president. So if you go for Farah, it's going to bring all of this stuff in, including some of these tax counts from 2014 to 2015 uh -oh. that the Department of Justice allowed to run, allowed the statute of limitations to expire. Right. All of that can get bootstrapped into a FARA issue. So the whole purpose of this deal is collapsing. Yep. Well, and the prosecutor, Trump appointed, also appointed by Obama, like, a right. more than 10 years ago. Uh, anyway, yeah, they got caught trying to pull a fast one here. Yeah, that's what it really looks like. Like, yeah, we'll just slide this through. What did you say it was Article 15 of this? It, well, yeah, it was paragraph 15 paragraph of the uh, pre-trial diversion agreement related to the gun charge. But And agree to this and everything else goes away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what they were saying. <laughs> uh, wow, man. I'm glad that the judge caught that. No wonder he had the long face yesterday. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. I thought this was done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a reason he appeared agitated yes. in court. No doubt about it. Okay, Karine Jean-Pierre, we have some audio, David? Oh, yeah. Well, and this is related to the plea deal falling apart because he was going to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and basically get a stern talking to about the felony gun charge. But the, and, and one of the key parts of it has to do with the gun charge. The judge blew it up because the felony gun charge, which was lying on a background check, probably can't just be waved away. You're either prosecuting it or you're not. And, again, buried in that paragraph 15 was the implication that in addition to this gun charge if you complete your probation you're done we're not we're not going to go after you for anything you did before <laughs> unreal um white house press secretary kareem jean pierre though was asked if the president thinks in general terms that those caught in illegal possession of a firearm should face the maximum penalty well he certainly talked about it several times yeah. absolutely so here i'm gonna be uh, i think i know where this question is going uh and I'm just going to continue to say, as it relates to this, the case that we're seeing in Delaware, I'm just going to not speak to that. Uh, it is an independent matter. This is up for the Department of Justice. Even with the question that you're asking me, it's up to, uh, it's up to, it's a, it's one of those legal criminal matters, and it's up to that process, that legal process. I'm just not going to speak to it here. Well, that's no. not the question. The question is about yeah. your boss, the president, He's talked about these gun laws, I mean, for decades. Mm -hmm. 
Now his son breaks the law. Shouldn't we uphold the law? Yeah. Isn't that it? When the senator crafted gun legislation, as president, he talks often about the need to get illegal firearms off of our streets. Yep. So when someone possesses one illegally, what does the president believe should happen to them? The president has been very clear. You just laid out where his po- position has been, what his policies have been, what he was able to pass into law. Well, then I'm going to be very mindful here. I'm going to be very careful because I see where this question is going. And I'm just going to refer you as this has been an independent investigation. It's overseen oh, by the goodness. Department of Justice. I'm going to let them speak to this. I see where it's going. Meaning what? That you shouldn't ask it? That that it's going to be asking specifics about the case. And, you, right. I mean, you can say if you really believe in gun control and gun grabbing, then you can say, well, I'm not going to speak to any particular case, obviously, and I know you're probably referencing Hunter, mm-hmm. but we do believe that gun laws exist for a reason and that, yes, if there is a need to prosecute somebody in illegal possession of a gun, it, it should happen. But they're not going to say that because they don't actually believe it. They just want regular Americans to not have access to guns. And I just have one question for President Joe Biden. Yes. What did Hunter need that gun for? Does he think that hookers are wearing Kevlar vests? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Or some sort of cannon talk. (laughs) Well, (laughs) wouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to... uh, well, this has got to be embarrassing, seriously, for the left. The whole Florida, education, African-Americans, Ron DeSantis is all for slavery. This whole statement nonsense this week. Are they embarrassed now from what's come out? Uh, no, no. Um, uh, the Associated Press actually published a story this morning saying that African-American leaders are decrying what they call a pattern of policy violence against people of color imposed by the DeSantis administration in Florida that reached a low point after the recent release of anti-woke public school curriculum on black history. Specifically, Florida's teachers are now required to instruct middle school students that enslaved peoples uh, develop skills which in some instances, uh, instances could be applied for their personal benefit. This is a lie. Dr. William B. Allen. Yeah was a member of the African-American History Standards Workgroup that put it together, yeah. has said that's a load of nonsense. Well, and, and, and yeah, so it contains that line, but they're saying, hey, in some instances, here's where, uh, here are the skills that they developed in order to benefit themselves later. It's not saying that what the activists have claimed, which is that slavery was beneficial, that's, that's wrong. And then it got completely blown up when Ron DeSantis' press secretary put out a, uh, a a portion of the AP African American Studies curriculum that Florida said no because it's got a bunch of Marxist nonsense in it, which yes. said the same damn thing. Yes, that, it yeah, did. You, it's an essential part of that curriculum when you're learning about the history of slavery, according to the AP and the College Board. You have to learn that slaves did actually figure out a way to benefit from some of the skills that they acquired while enslaved. Yes. Well, the guy I mentioned, Dr. William B. Allen, I heard him talking about this, and he said, and I'll probably goop this up, but what he was basically saying is, if you survive an avalanche, you're not going to say the avalanche was beneficial. No, you're going to say what came out of it was, I learned these resourceful skills. 
um, that made me adapt. Um, so in the future, I dealt with things in a better way, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want people to go through an avalanche. I'm not saying that was a great thing. But did you acquire skills because of it? Yeah, I think that's what they were right. getting at. And by the way, and I heard this interview, it was on Megyn Kelly's show, and she had not heard this. <laughs> and of course, neither had I. That as far as writing that curriculum in Florida, because again, there was a mix of different colors, as they would say, people that were putting this together. Right. Dr. William B. Allen is black. Okay. You're saying the invitation was there. For the teachers' unions, all these different people come help us write it. No one showed yeah. up. Really? African American History Work Group deliberated in public. The sessions were open to the public. It was widely disseminated. The teachers' union was invited to attend, to listen, to, and to contribute. They remained silent through the entire process, contributed wow. zero, zero, until it was all done and then surfaced like snakes in the grass to take pot shots. Now, tell me that that's not a deliberate design. No, it sounds like it is. <laughs> like snakes in the grass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is true. Okay. Oh, you know what I want to do with this uh, little story? I mean, again, this is just a survey more than anything as far as a story. Um but I, I like the games. And I hear from people, they love yeah. the games. Yeah. And then there's like, do you guys want to play a game? Where it's Robbins against Van Camp. Do you want it or not? It's like, you know, you know how we play this. Sure, I'll do it. David okay. Denny's the well, champ. Well, I'm not going to say no. Then. Well, you've been beaten many times. Yeah, you want any sort of chance to get a victory, right? Well, I haven't even told you what I don't know what the category the is, but is. I'm going to go ahead and go with it. Okay, so you're in. Yeah. All right. Didn't want to pressure you too much. All right. You know, I never want to do that. Of course not. This is 10 states where Americans say they could be happy with less than $70,000 a year. Oh, boy. Okay? Yeah. Game time. Let's do this. Okay. The current champ. He's been the champ for a while, David Van Camp. Against the Wiley veteran. Always up for a challenge. Well, sometimes. Scott Robbins. Okay, David. 10 states. Americans say they could be happy less than 70 grand a year. Okay. Um, this is sort of a, a guessing game. Boy, is it ever. It is. I'm sure you're so trying many to put going through my head right now. Yeah. Trying to think of states where cost of living is low. Um, I'll start with Kansas. Going to go with Kansas. That is number six. That is a five pointer. And he's on the board. To Roberts. I'll say someplace. I think, I think. I, boy, I don't know. I shouldn't say. I'm going to say it anyway. It's the first thing that popped in my head. Montana. Going to go with Montana. Yeah, go ahead. Buzz me. Go ahead. It has been a little more expensive in the last decade or so. No, not uh, not in the top ten there. Mm. Back to David. Uh, Indiana. Going Indiana. Yeah. And, oh. yeah, that, that's really? number five. That's a six-pointer. No wow. He's up to 11. Man. You were skunked yesterday. Uh. We can't have that again. Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, you know what? <laughs> no. It's not this is unreal. Okay. Unreal. All right, go ahead. 
Again, states where Americans say they can be happy with less than $70,000 a year. A fan camp. Uh, Mississippi. Huh. Mississippi. It's on there, I'm sure. Cost of living is the lowest in the nation, they say, Yeah. Uh, in Mississippi. And, yes, in fact, it is there, and that is number four. That's a seven-pointer. We got an 18 nothing score. Uh, you got to get on the board here or you're mathematically eliminated, Scott. What do you got? Arkansas. You know what? That is a great guess. But sometimes great guesses just don't get it done. So sorry. And that is, in fact, the game. Man, yeah. Camp the champ again. Number one's New Hampshire. Okay, I would never have guessed that. I never would have yeah. guessed that either. Delaware, second. Probably. Really? Yes. Followed by Vermont. Then you had Mississippi, Indiana, Kansas, Rhode Island, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Alabama. Of course, a lot of people are like, really? You think that would be enough money? Huh. 70 grand? Less than that a year? California, New York not on there? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. All right. We got to get to another news update. And then activists are threatening school board members for what? Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So over the last few years, if you're a parent, you got kids in school. You're like, what is going on? What's being taught? What's happening there? And now we're finding out, well, if you want to know what's going on, there are going to be some activists angry with you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So the Chino Valley, California Unified School District, the Board of Education there uh, put in place a new parental notification policy. So if maybe a student uh, is being groomed by a teacher, the district has to let the parents know, hey, by the way, your your kid is questioning his or her gender. Mm-hmm. Um you know, again, putting the trust back into parents because, you know, most parents are going to say, OK, well, I want to try to navigate these waters on my own. I don't need you to keep me in the dark. About <laughs> Absolutely. It. All right. Uh, the policy was adopted was adopted last week. Well, the board president apparently says that, well, I got some death threats against her through an anonymous phone call the day after the decision. Apparently, the next morning, our district got a phone call. A lot of things were said, but one thing was very clear. This person was going to kill me, and they said they were going to dismember my body parts, my limbs more specifically. Those groomers get get very upset when they try to take Mm -hmm. away their pathway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Here's one thing. You better watch out, that sort of thing. No, dismember your body. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, also yeah. got emails saying your children are going to die. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Find those people. My goodness, man. Loving. <laughs> <laughs> the tolerant crowd? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to get threats in a lot of different places, but you still got to stand up for your kids. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a White House briefing going on. Some people calling for impeachment against Biden. Mm-hmm. But Kareem Jean Diversity Hire says she's not going to speak to that at all. It's an ongoing <laughs> investigation. Yeah, that's, that's probably wise, actually, on her part. It is. To just... Well, she doesn't make that decision. Well, no. No, she but, just gets her little binder and stumbles through it every day. She doesn't. I really think they keep her in the dark about most of what happens in the White House. That's probably true. Well, you can tell when she starts to explain herself that she has no clue. Yeah. So I don't think much is going to come out of that, but we'll keep an eye on it, see if anything happens. Um, it was just interesting to me the way it was covered as far as abc nbc cnn msnbc there seemed to be a little panic especially early on because a lot of people didn't see this plea deal that hunter biden had blowing up and all of a sudden no the investigation's going on especially into the foreign business dealings of hunter and joe biden and hunter or uh, joe's brother james yeah, so where's he been by the, the way well why he's anybody, one of those guys anybody talking to him you want to know why? Yeah. Do you remember Goodfellas? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't create a scene. Yeah. Lay low. Don't go buy a bunch of stuff. Don't get a bunch of hookers. I mean, the guy- and have a laptop and drop it off somewhere and then forget about it. Don't do that. Now, if he had done that, I'm sure we'd be talking about James Biden too. Yeah, it's just like that guy. <laughs> You ever sneak out and grab a taco somewhere? <laughs> well, that, that, that guy knows the family business, okay? So he he's, like Jamie said, he's kept a low profile. Yeah. Yeah, man. Certain rules you got to keep to, and Hunter just didn't Can't do that very well. be out buying cars now. <laughs> I know. That, that dude's probably rocking a 2013 Camry or something, you know? Could yeah. be. Never know. Okay, so and you have brand new news, David. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we got Diane Feinstein. What? Uh, the uh, well, the old, uh, uh, very, very elderly senator from California, Democrat. They're about to take a vote uh, for a key defense funding bill. And you can hear on a hot mic not only an aide, but uh, Washington Senator Patty Murray saying, no, 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 just say I. Don't say speak. Don't, don't, don't speak. Just say I on this. Okay, she's had her problems. We know that. She yeah. was out for how many months? Several months because, I mean, she had shingles, and I yeah. mean, she's not well. And here, here's part of that audio. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. <laughs> yeah, just say I. Okay, just... Oh, my goodness. Let let the woman have her speech. Don't humiliate her like that. My goodness. Well, they're afraid. Yeah. Of what she could have said. Who knows? Dude. Okay. She shouldn't be in the job. We all know that from every report. But she doesn't want to leave. So what can you do? You can't do anything. Well, they got yeah the seats up next year. She'll retire. She'll get the gold watch, and you know then it'll be Senator Adam Schiff probably. What isn't there someone in the family that can have the chat with her? Hey, the 
the thing is, is that I think with a lot of these people, and I'll, I, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about Mitch McConnell as well. Cause oh, yeah. Apparently, he face-planted as well, like a couple of weeks, like just a yes, couple weeks ago, did. in addition yeah. to the fall that gave him a concussion. Yep. I mean, he, he's had some issues, and yesterday he completely zoned out mid-sentence, just stopped. It was unsettling, to say the least. Yes. But there are people who are so addicted to the power that doesn't matter. They want to hold on until they can no longer hold on. That's all it can be. I mean, you can't seriously tell me that some of these people, Biden, whoever, thinks, you know, there's no one else that could do this job as well as me. Mm -hmm. Like this state or this country needs me. Are you joking? No. You can't really think that. Well, there. I mean, it, it's a grab bag of narcissists in, in yes. Capitol Hill. I mean, even look at John Fetterman, who's not as old, but seriously has some very serious cognitive issues after almost dying from a stroke. Anybody else in seeking any other job, let's say you're, you're interviewing for a management position where you work, mm -hmm. you have a devastating stroke. Do you still go in for the job interview? You know better. No, you, you recuperate. You try to yes. save your health. But this guy actually stayed on the campaign trail, and the Democrats propped him up like some perverse Weekend at Bernie's uh, sequel and, 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 and yeah. just ushered him into the Senate. You know what, man? And this is getting into mind reading because none of us really know. And I don't know why I've had this thought with Fetterman. It's almost like there was part of me thinking he wanted to be done with all of it and just go rest. <laughs> and people were propping him up. And that may not be it at all. He may have been saying, however he said it, that, no, I want to get back out there. I don't know. But when he checked into the hospital, yeah. you know, for weeks, that kind of tells you, yeah, he, he's not up for it right now. It should be somebody else. It is, man. It's sickening in so many ways. It's sad. Just say yes. Just yeah. Say, say yes. Well, they're afraid she was just going to go on and on, and everyone's going to see how much she doesn't make sense. So you've heard the different reports. It's yeah. crazy. Okay. And I cheered at the basketball game. By the way, speaking of basketball, did you say Ron DeSantis was racist for talking about basketball? I didn't say that, but... This, or did this, someone say that? Yeah, this was bizarre. Joy Reid on MSNBC decided to dig out like a clip that's a month and a half old of Ron DeSantis talking about baseball versus basketball to claim that he's racist. She was talking with uh, Juanita Tolliver about this. Okay, this ought to be fun. Andrew Gillum, he famously said, I'm not saying Ron DeSantis is a racist. I'm just saying the racists seem to think that he's a racist. Let me play uh, him in his own words. Um, this is uh, Ron DeSantis, who played baseball in college, uh, talking about baseball versus basketball. I think that there's kind of a place for everybody on a baseball team. I kind of thought it was always a very democratic game, a very meritocratic game, whereas I kind of viewed like, like basketball as like, these guys are just freaks of nature. <laughs> Oh, it's no wonder. It's no wonder that he makes stupid statements around slavery being beneficial for enslaved people when that's what he it. thinks about basketball players, which we know is code for black people. No, I like that. Yeah. It just oozes through okay. his pores, the racism and the white supremacy. These people are sick. <laughs> They're sick. It's just They're stupid. sick people. <clears throat> I just laughed because uh, years ago when I was in college, a buddy of mine was talking. I don't care about the NBA at all, mm -hmm. but was talking about some player 
and said, you know, the game has changed so much. And he actually used the phrase, they're freaks of nature now. And he was black. So is, is white supremacy oozing through his pores, too? You're talking about incredible athleticism. Yes. And I mean, it doesn't matter what color you are. No. I mean, the skills. The thing about baseball, I think what DeSantis was getting at is that, okay, if you're, you know, 5'8", and you may not be the absolute quickest, but if you grind and work, you might be able to find your way onto a team. Thinking like an Jose Altuve type person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not doing that in basketball. No. I mean... You ever see the studies just with wingspan? Yeah. The less of the wingspan, your chances of making it past, you know, division, whatever it is, one, as your wingspan gets shorter, your chances diminish greatly. There's all sorts of studies on this. That's what he's getting at sort of thing. Well, baseball is the great equalizer, you know, it really is. You could be 6'10", or you could be five foot six, and still achieve a Major League Baseball career. Yeah, but if if it's you're going to be a pitcher, six ten, yeah. Well, chances not, are you're going to have to be over six two, right? Or you they it have helps. to push push in like twenty feet from the <laughs> <laughs> like forty foot six inches. Yeah, I mean, obviously. No, no, I agree with that. There are certain positions, but again, yeah, I mean, we can all point to a little guys who have achieved a lot in Major League Baseball. Oh yeah, you talk about golf. Look who just won the Open. Exactly, it's five foot eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Everything is racist. Every, yeah, in of course in her it world, is. everything is racist. Of everything. course it is. Because she can't make a living without it. You know what? I want to play this piece of audio. Because I don't think you guys have heard this yet. And I think you'll enjoy it. So, I, we've got another piece of audio that I think is going to be infuriating. And I'll save that for a little bit later. But for this, you know, yesterday when the Homeland uh, Security, big head honcho, Mayorkas. The Dorcas. Alejandro Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. And he's talking and he never answers a question and he's just irritating. Yeah. It's a weasel. Terrible at his job. Should have been impeached. Mm-hmm. So you have this Republican rep, Victoria Sparts. I didn't know her story. Yeah. Grew up in Ukraine. Yeah, I saw Immigrated this. to the United yeah. States in 2000. Mm-hmm. She's worked her way up in all these different fields and is now a senator. Okay. So she's talking to Mayorkas, and we're already a minute, two minutes into him not answering anything, and she's starting to get irritated, okay? And she wants him to grade his own job performance after this crisis at the the border and millions of people have poured through, and he still won't answer questions. I'm sure there are a lot of great men and women in your department. How would you rate your job as a head of your agency? It is the honor of my From life. From zero to ten, so you cannot grade it. How would how would grade your preparedness to this committee meeting on scale from zero to ten? We ask information. You all these promises, ladder. I'm not wasting my time. I'm sorry, I don't want to use bad word. What you can do with all these ladders? Because we keep giving money and sending ladders, and you tell us BS back. So how would you rate yourself, your preparedness to this committee? It is the honor of my lifetime to work with the men. From scale zero to ten, how would you say how prepared you came to this hearing? Uh, I will repeat uh, what I said. So you're not answering any questions. You are not answering any Republican question. Is it something that you intend to not respond to any questions of Republicans? You came with that intent. It's so frustrating. It is. And so when I saw this and heard her, I'm like, yes, I feel your pain. 
That is incorrect, Congressman. Well, you're not answering any questions. It is. I mean, I, every time I hear you say, we will, we will, we shall, yeah, I don't know. You don't, you don't know any numbers. You don't even know how many people you actually, you know, you, you prosecuted, how many people you deported, you're nothing. How can you say you know how you, your department is run? As executive, you don't know these numbers? Congresswoman, let me share with you. Well, you haven't shared anything useful here. Let me share I'm sorry I have to tell you. He you... keeps looking at a sheet of paper. Dog collar that guy yeah. every time. I yield to Chairman Jordan because I'm not going to be wasting your time with this charade and circus. You do not have an intent to do that. And it is a serious national security issue. This border and cartels are stronger. A lot of money yeah. and Joes are making who knows what and probably a lot of corruption over there. And we have a national security crisis. And you sit in here and saying, you know, looking at us with very smiley face, it's unacceptable. <laughs> but I yield to Chairman Jordan. <laughs> we just smile face he was smirking yes there was a smirkiness to him oh i'd love if she went over to slap that guy in the face yeah golly it's terrible the bad guy should be in jail all right i know there's more to get to congresswoman we uh it has been the honor of my life <laughs> oh you'll never believe where a current tourist hotspot is afghanistan i'm not joking oh, come you on. gotta seriously you gotta hear this straight ahead the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. We don't have time for it right now. We'll get to it. It's the tourism in Afghanistan. It's it's crazy, man. There's some All people right. that are like, I'm sick of my desk job. I want some adventure. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. There's a few kidnappings, too. Uh, before we get to that, Was that a piece part of, audio. of the tour? No, it wasn't supposed to be For part an of the tour. $1,500, you too will be kidnapped. <laughs> You'll be responsible for an international incident. The tourist company said, we warned you, okay? David Axelrod. Yeah, former Obama advisor, uh, has reacted to the news that House Republicans are inching towards impeaching Joe Biden. Uh, here's what he said on CNN. Okay. I'm not here, honestly, as a as a spokesperson for a party or a uh -huh. president. I'm here as a senior <laughs> political as a senior political commentator for right. CNN, and I just have to say, I take this very seriously. Whether it's a Republican president, Democratic president, yeah. uh, if there's wrongdoing, it should be pursued. It should be dealt with. All right. Good enough. Just stop right there. Yeah. All right. We agree. Oh, he's going on. But that's not what this is. We've had the Republicans stumbling around like so many Inspector Clouseaus for a year and a half looking for something, anything to impugn uh, the president. They haven't found it. And now it's like we'll impeach details okay. to be determined. Mm. Uh, you know, to quote, to quote the great Logan Roy, these are not serious people. Well, this is something you already know. Um, so I can play like you're just a dope, but you already know. That is because the Department of Justice gets in the way of any investigation and covers for Joe and Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. And more people are finding that out. That's why you're panicked. Golly. These people. I know. I mean, it's one thing to be fooled and just go out there and go with the talking points not knowing. There's so many that knowingly just lie. It's terrible. And there's a second clip to that, David. What's well, the yeah. second well, clip? I, I just want to go in the Wayback Machine because David Axelrod is the same guy who was dismayed that no one cared about Trump's first impeachment, which incidentally happened because he asked questions about Biden's corruption. 
<laughs> I, uh, I was in a focus group this morning for the Institute of Politics here at the University of Chicago with some were. Chicago Democratic voters, yeah. and it was chilling to hear them talk about this because impeachment didn't even come up. No one volunteered it for 80 minutes into the focus group, uh, and, yeah. you know, we're right in the middle of the trial. Nobody knew about it. Nobody cared about it. <laughs> I take this very seriously. Yes. Remember when he coached Obama to lie about so many things and oh, then yeah. he wrote about it in his book? Yeah. It's like, hey, we got to get you elected first. You're going to have to lie about these things. Yeah. That's the same guy. The guy sleeps in a chair. Oh, boy. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, BuzzFeed, back to doing what it does best, uh, hot weather hacks. Um for the summertime, and I've gone over a couple of these today. Just want to know if you've ever heard of this or you think it would be good. Um, put a large pot of cool water over the burner, on the burner over your oven vent when the oven's on. It will help keep your kitchen cool in the summer. Is that a good hack, David? You're a chef? I, I get, well, I, I don't have an oven under my stove, so I can't put anything on there. So thanks a lot, BuzzFeed. How about keep your suntan lotion in the fridge? That work for you? Never no. heard of that one. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, the biggest story of the day is what? That might make for some awkward interactions at the pool. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> turkey's done. All right, biggest story of the day to me is, uh, I mean, the the uh, continuing fallout of Hunter Biden's plea deal falling apart. And now evidence that, yeah, the Justice Department and this Trump-picked attorney, David Weiss, was actually trying to pull a fast one on everybody, and the judge said, hold on a second. Yeah, the judge saved it. Oh, yeah. Or it would have went through. Yeah. And we would have been sitting there, what, a few days later going, what do you mean the the entire investigation's over? Right. And all the corruption? With all the LLCs, it's all gone? Yeah. you got to be kidding me. All right, Scott Robbins, Trifecta News Update next. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David. The Hunter Biden conditions of release. I, uh, basically, I'll, I can shorten it this way. Can't do drugs, can't drink alcohol, um, and he's got to get a job. I love that part. To, I'd love to get a job part, too. You got to actively seek employment, dude, and selling your art doesn't count. Okay. Dang, man. Hunter Biden's going to go be working at the Home Depot at some point, maybe. Just just keep him away from the spray paint, okay? Oh, I'm oh by the way, and this we don't have to go diving into this, but did you see the other report as far as that person that bought all the art? How many times they were at the White House? Yeah, oh, five yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, five times. Yeah. Corruption's all over the place. Um, I, I think we're going to have to save this for the archives, potentially. Okay. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre was just asked if the president would ever consider pardoning his own son if oh. this case goes to trial and if he is, in fact, convicted. Let me go back to the first question of the briefing. I know you said not a lot's changed since yesterday and that it's a personal matter. But from a presidential perspective, is there any possibility that the president would end up pardoning his son? No. Well, is there a, I, I just said no. I just well, answered. Go ahead. All right. So a year from now, well, yeah, of, of course Joe's going to pardon his son. He loves his son. Right. <laughs> uh, the answer is no, because Joe's going to be tied in with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with the business dealings. That's what I can't wait for all of that stuff to come out. And, I mean, that was the thing, man, about the coverage, at least from ABC 
NBC. They started talking about the whistleblower's testimony from last week. They had not done that before. Mm-hmm. They're actually just, and that this is something we'll be covering, you know, like they had been already. Right. Except all of a sudden, that's now part of the coverage. I mean, just going by history of watching things unfold, mm-hmm. that means we're into a new place with this entire thing. Yeah. But we'll see exactly where it goes. Uh, before your trifecta, I mentioned this, and it's kind of a crazy story. Saw it in uh, hot air that as far as tourism goes, Afghanistan is getting traction with tourism. You're like, who in the heck wants to go to Afghanistan? I, I, exactly. Well, uh, there's a crowd that works in an office and wants to do something besides go to the beach like everybody else. They want some sort of adventure. And then there's these adventure danger tourists that just want to see what would happen. Well, I've heard there's parts that are beautiful. I just want to go check it out for myself. So, apparently... You have one operator called Untamed Borders. They had a group going there. And it says, you know, you... Well, and the other tour operator is Safarat. And what you do is you arrive in Kabul, and then you've got a two-week itinerary, and you circle the country. I'll butcher every name of every city. Kandahar? Kandahar is good, yep. Harat? Sure. And Bamian. (laughs) Bamian. Good one. Okay. You're going to go all over the place. And so, as they mentioned in the story, um, the U.K. Foreign Office said Afghanistan is extremely dangerous. We recommend no one visit. The U.S. State Department warns that the risk of kidnapping or violence is high. Yeah. Well, it just so happens three citizens from the U.K., including the 23-year-old YouTube danger tourist, Miles Rutledge, Currently being held in prison by the Taliban. Well, okay, then you s- screw you, dude. You knew. Well, there's no one, as far as I know, trying to get him out right now because of the warning that was there. Yeah, I mean, how's that for a danger tour, buddy? Yeah. They also mentioned ISIS cells continue to operate in the country. Meanwhile, the UN says Afghanistan remains, quote, the world's largest humanitarian crisis, mm-hmm. that there's been an annihilation of women's rights. Who well, yeah. could see that coming? Well, wait a minute. No, the world was watching. <laughs> right? Isn't that what Ned told us? Ned Price. Yeah. Yes, that, he did tell us so that. So apparently they don't care if the world's watching or we not. We said it at that's, the time. That's what of you're course. saying? You're telling me that now? Okay. Yes. Um, the U.N. actually says it may have to take the heartbreaking decision to pull out of the country next month if it can't persuade the Taliban to reverse its edict banning local women from working for the organization. Yeah. Like, you're going to be the ones to get through to the Taliban. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. And the danger tourism thing, It's to me, it's one of those things that it's like you buy the ticket, take the ride. Remember that story a few years ago where there were cyclists. They were going to be going around the world, and they they were it was all like peace and love and harmony. We're going to be backpacking yeah. around the world and all that stuff. ISIS got them and beheaded them. And it's like, yeah, unfortunately, I mean... That does happen. Yes, it does. It's like people that, well, uh, not really, though. What do they they think? It's just some crazy right-wing talking point? (laughs) No, that's real. So it goes on in the story to talk about, well, it mentions one guy, 26-year-old office worker, Callum Darag, said, to be honest, a major part of me going on the trip, I was bored as F at my desk job doing 9 to 5, five days a week. Maybe that was a slight overreaction. 
just life being mundane. Mm -hmm. We turned up in Kabul after 40 hours on four different flights, and when we landed, it was kind of terrifying because you see the Taliban posters and whatnot, and then you think to yourself, what the hell have I done? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like the honesty. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to talk about this other, you know, danger group. And this guy, James Wilcox, founder of adventure travel company Untamed Borders, said some people want to go on holiday, go to the beach, ink, drink, relax, not think about anything. That's fine. But other people are looking for a little bit more. And then at the end of the piece, they let you know, oh, by the way, the way you dress is probably important. Like if you're thinking maybe dressing up for dinner, don't wear a tie there. Did you already know this? No. Did you <laughs> know this, know David? No, I, know I did that. not know that. Do not wear a tie. Why? Neckties are a sign of the cross, says uh, an official with the Taliban. Yeah, neckties are worn by Christian men. Ah. That's a sign of the Christian cross. And what's that guy's name? Muhammad Hashim Shahid Roar said, sometimes when I go to hospitals in other areas... An Afghan Muslim engineer or doctor uses a necktie? you got to tell him. No, no, no. You don't do that. What is a tie? It is the cross. It is ordered in Sharia that you should break it and eliminate it. So just be warned on that one. How about if you just go to South Central L.A. or South Side Chicago? Right. Or, <laughs> you know I who mean, just went to South Central L.A.? No. Tucker Carlson. Oh, with Ice Cube. He did. Or Ice T. Which, which ice is it? Ice Cube. Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which ice is it? <laughs> ice Ice Baby is Vanilla Ice Racist. I know, I know, I know. Golly. All right, you ready for your trifecta? Yeah, All right, let's it. do it. Come on. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the trifecta. Scott Robbins, top three of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, Casey. Staying cool, man? Good. Well, I didn't ask you that. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm ready. Gosh, dang. Three. Number three, the U.N. has declared the era of global warming is over. Yeah, yeah. You got all that? Well, not yet we haven't because I haven't told them the story yet. Settle. Settle. Golly. He misses the limelight, doesn't he? He wants to be the star. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the global warming thing this July has certainly been awfully hot, man. And the Democrats are here to remind you that the cause of that, of course, has to be global warming. Chuck Schumer said yesterday the importance of climate is shown. It was a 90-degree day in Washington, D.C. It was 90! Hillary Clinton asked, hot enough for you? Think I'm a Republican. Or better yet, vote him out of office. And, not to be outdone, the United Nations has declared the era of global warming is over. This is the new term. UN chief claims the era of global warming is officially ended. The era of era of global boiling has arrived. Oh gosh! Global boiling. There's no wiggle room left. It's boiling. <laughs> Radio plays them. Record stores sell them. Billboard ranks them, and Scott counts them down. <laughs> what? Did I, I wonder if they had like a focus group where they floated these slogans. Probably. Yes. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, Representative Nancy Mace gave a little bit too much information during a prayer breakfast. This is interesting on a million different levels. First of all, you don't have to say it, but you did. And I I have a hard time wondering what the upside here is. 
Nancy Mace, three guys sitting around here. What would you say? Attractive? Uh, not to me. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, DC I, look, pretty. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Thank you, yeah. David. And I mean, she's not an ugly person. I just, no, no. I see her and I'm like, okay, she's a Republican. She's 45, been married okay. a couple of times, uh, on to another boyfriend now, which we learned about. She was going to Senator Tim Scott's prayer breakfast. And uh, she was. She said, I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I was getting picked up at the hotel at 745. Patrick, my fiancé, tried to pull me by my waist over to bed. I said, no, baby, I got to get going. People chortled and laughed. I got to get to a prayer breakfast. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you're going to a prayer breakfast, and you're talking about your boyfriend wanting to put the moves on you at 7 o'clock in the morning when you get up and getting dressed to go, okay? Some people like Folgers. Others, well. <laughs> the best she going to go to Afghanistan on vacation? I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> yeah. Best okay. part of waking up is Nancy Mace. Oh boy. We're getting closer and closer uh, to number one. That's a real. That's the realest moment any politician's probably ever it's extolled in a Kind of decade. weird at a prayer breakfast. Though. It is really weird. I, I, <laughs> she, See, all I'll, that tells me is you're clueless. You're yeah. absolutely I'll clueless. I'll give you that one. But I've, yeah. I've had that impression before, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. One. Number one, you want to talk about a new flavor of Skittles. Uh, yeah, taste the tang, baby. Skittles maker Mars Incorporated. Shocking the world with news of their latest taste being added to the flavor rainbow. It is mustard. Mm -hmm. Candy and condiment are now being combined in a partnership with French's Mustard to honor National Mustard Day, which is coming up. Skills is always looking to inspire moments of everyday happiness and deliver unexpected ways for fans to experience the brand. That's why we've teamed up with French's to create the first-of-its-kind Skittle that combines the tangy mustard flavor and the iconic chewy texture to deliver this unique Are summer treat paid by, for, for our this? National what is Mustard this? Day. I'm looking in the camera as I deliver that line. <laughs> Thoughts on mustard-flavored Skittles? No? no. No. Would you try it? No. But you're, you're. I don't like mustard. You let you hate condiments in general. Yes, I do. Not a fan. The guy Not, went no. to cheeseburgers playing at McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> Is that why you brought the whole story in to tell me that? Well, that's. Do was, you? Does it sound good to you, David? No, not at all. Oh, I'll try it. Of course you would. And there you I have love it. both mustard and Skittles. <laughs> well, good. I'm happy. What could go you. wrong? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Right. I'm happy. I am. Big bag full. Okay. Yes, you can gnarl on them. <laughs> All right. We got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. We can't get there quick enough. No. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I mentioned this briefly yesterday, but I, I, I love the follow-up, and it keeps showing up on my timeline. There's a uh, uh, member of the House of Representatives. He's a progressive Democrat. Uh, previously served on the Austin, Texas City Council. Okay. Um, he did a hunger and thirst strike. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess for, uh, I don't know, worker water break rights or something for workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ended it after, <laughs> like, after almost nine hours. Yeah, nine hours. And they're treating this guy like he just came back from the moon or swam across the Atlantic Ocean or something. They're like, right. as, as really? Because all I've seen is the mocking. So 
Uh, well, like, as he ends his thirst strike, he takes a sip of water, and you've got all these people around him, like, handing him water. Oh, let me help you cool off a They're little bit. They're checking his vital signs. Yeah. After, like... Uh, I, unbelievable. After eight and a half hours or whatever it was. I did not realize this, but he has now... Well, I'm, he has now posted, though, about this on Twitter, saying, quote, yesterday was incredible. I was honored to be joined at my thirst strike by workers in Texas and across the nation and by lots of colleagues pushing for federal heat safety protections. Nine hours without water or food, but I'm more energized than ever to get this done. A whole nine hours. Most people call that a good night's sleep. That's, I mean, that's... I mean, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Dude, I, I, I did like a seven-hour water break uh, overnight and then woke up and ran yeah. two-thirteenths of a marathon. So, right. <laughs> this guy. It's like a mile. But, yeah. I did. I, I saw like the pulse ox they had on him. Yeah, they had the pulse ox I, I, yeah, on his finger. Uh, oh, <laughs> my it was, goodness. It was like, unreal. Like, like, is David Blaine coming out from living underwater? <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> He's been trudging across the, the the Amazon for 20 days. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you'll indulge me for a second. Yeah. I hear you describe that. All I can think, and you can't help this from happening. It's just in your brain. Is Trump talking about Rubio? Help. <laughs> I need, need water. water. Yeah. Help. They put Marco on, and he's like this, and we will... Ha, ha, I need water. Help me. I need water. Help. Ha, ha. <laughs> I don't know why that kills me every single time, man. Ha, yeah. ha. One of the one of the one of the photos that he's sharing. He's actually celebrating himself. With yes. This. Yes. It, you wow. see him. He's looking up, and the sun is in his eyes, and he's got a stern, you know, squinted eyes, and he's looking up like, just did it. Got the pulse oximeter on his finger, and somebody, somebody's pouring water down the collar of his shirt. Yes, like he's yes. about to cool die. Off. Or yes, <laughs> ha, ha. like he All fell right, in we a well. The when the out. going gets tough, <laughs> damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. <laughs> All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news, starting in Salt Lake City <laughs> after the water Nimrod. <laughs> 29-year-old guy Michael Martinez apparently did some day drinking, um, decided to break into the Ferrari dealership. Oh, man. Found this $600,000 Ferrari. Unlocked. No way was the set of keys in the center console. Yes, they were. Oh, no. Yep. Martinez decided to steal it, drove through the big glass wall, hit four other Ferraris on the way out. According to police, he caused $100,000 in damage to the other four cars. He is in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, that's Nimrod's in the news.